listeners, welcome to episode 31 of TGIC Podcast and our first episode of the summer. Woo-hoo. I'm Jillian. And I'm Izzy. Today we'll be covering the infamous Madeline McCann case. We have talked about doing this case since we started the podcast almost. Yeah. And we've just finally decided to cover it, I guess. I don't know, like, there's nothing stopping us anymore. We needed no, a like, big infamous case. Yeah, like, this summer we're trying to do some cases that are, like, more, I guess, like, kind of more renowned, like, that are talked about a lot more, and this is one that you guys have requested a few times, and that people have asked us about, so we're like, you know what, we're gonna talk about it. Yeah, so, um, because it's also the first episode of summer, she disappeared on summer vacation, so it's also a little, it's a little themed. Little themed. It's darkly themed. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's get started. Madeline Beth McCann was born on May 12th of 2003 in Leicester, England. Yeah, I think I should know how to say that. My brother's like obsessed with English Premier League soccer, so I feel like I should know how to say things. But like he would know how to say it. Whatever. Leicester. Leicester sounds. I think it's pronounced. Okay, I'm sorry if that's not how that's pronounced. Yeah, sorry to those people who live in England. Um, she lived with her parents, Kate and. Jerry, Jerry McCann, with a G. but it's Jerry with a G, that's why Izzy just laughed, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jerry McCann and her younger twin siblings, which it's gotta be so weird to be the older sibling of twins. That's really weird. My dad is a twin, and it's weird. Yeah, but like, can you imagine being the other sibling of twins? No, like, you would feel so excluded all like, the I time. Like, I feel like a lot of twins I know always have like that awkward older sibling. Or younger sibling. Yeah. Yeah. That was like not included in being a twin. <laughs> Which kind of is, like, depressing. <laughs> but I feel like triplets are honestly weirder than, yeah. like, that combo. We have two sets of triplets in our grade, I think. Oh, we do. I think. We I do. Or we used to, at least. I don't know. That's. What I don't even know if those other ones go to our school anymore. Yeah, well, we did at one point. We did at one point. Yeah. Which is, like, kind of weird. I feel like that, like, triplets are very rare. They're very rare. And also, like, those triplets are, like, I don't know. They all look so alike. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so, she was three years old at at the time of her disappearance in May of 2007. At the time of her disappearance, she was on vacation at a beach resort in Portugal with her family, along with a large group of family friends. So, like, all these people with, like, pretty young kids. Like, I think Mm -hmm. Madeline may have actually been the oldest out of all these kids. Yeah. Um, they all traveled to Portugal from England on a little summer vacation. And also, there were, like, seven adults in total. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, like, how many kids that was, but... Probably kind of a lot. Kind of weird that there was seven, because that means that it wasn't all couples. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about it. The only reason I know it's seven is because they're based so when she was missing, went missing, they were eating at a Top House restaurant, so they're referred to as the, the Top, Top House Seven. seven. Yeah. But it's kind of weird that there was seven. That means, like, one of them was, like, was single, single. Yeah. Which does, like, or not widowed. fit in. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to get into the timeline a little bit. This one isn't really brief. If anything, like, it's kind of long because it's just about, like, one night. Yeah, but I feel like that's how it is with, like, very specific missing people cases. They have, like, that one incident. Yeah. So, Thursday, May 3rd of 2007. That was my second birthday. That's so weird. That's so weird. That was, I turned two that day. (gasps) I probably celebrated. and was gone. (laughs) I probably celebrated by watching Shrek 2. That was, like, my favorite movie. Shark 2 is the best It still is my favorite movie. You can fight us on that, but it's the best one. Yeah. And basically, like, the whole day was going super normally. I mean, it was, like, the penultimate day of their vacation. 
So they spent most of the day by the pool, and the kids went to the kids' club that was at their resort for a few hours. Did you ever go to a kids' club at a resort? I've never really been to a resort. Oh, okay. So I, I'm trying to think. I have, like, two experiences with this. Yeah, can you explain what it is? Because I don't really okay. know what they are. So one time, when my brother and I were, like, five and seven, maybe? Mm-hmm. Maybe six and eight? I don't really remember. We went to a resort in Mexico for, like, a week with our parents, and for one of the days, my parents were just kind of sick of us, I guess. They wanted to go to, like, the, like, adult pool. Makes you know, sense. the one that where it's quiet and they don't let kids in? Yeah. <laughs> so they dropped us off at Kids Club, and, I mean, it was fine. There were... I was kind of, like, the oldest out of all the kids there, mm. and that that's always, like, a weird situation. Yeah. But it was fine. I mean, we got food, and, like, they played, like, Karate Kid, like, the remake one. That's fun. Yeah, so we just kind of stopped there and, you know, watched Karate Kid, and they gave us food, and, I mean, it was a fine time, but there's, like, all these, like, random kids for, like, and especially in Mexico, there's, like, a whole bunch of, like, international people. Like, a lot of people just travel to Mexico from different countries. Yeah. So it was kind of, like, a, a weird, interesting vibe, and I was only there for, like, two hours, but... Yeah. It was interesting, and then my other experience with it is, like, a few years later, um, we went with another family again to Mexico, and... I got, like, sick one day, so I didn't do anything. I, like, stayed in the room all day and just didn't do shit. But, like, all the the three other kids, including my brother, went to kids' club because the parents, like... Oh, my God! They didn't want to, like, have to, like, you know, deal with the sick one. And then also, like, the other kids... So they sent them, but then they all got bullied. What? For wearing glasses. I'm, like... Okay, and the funny part is I'm the only (laughs) one that doesn't wear glasses out of all of them. Well, I do now. But, like, I didn't before. Then. Then. And they all got bullied for wearing glasses. And they said they was, like, the shittiest experience ever. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that's my experience with Kids Club. Yeah, but it's basically, like, just where adults dump their children to yeah. be taken care of. My parents would only ever drop me there for, like, one day of a vacation. Yeah. And at around 7 p.m., like, the kids had gone, like, all of the parents had brought their kids home. And they were starting to, like, settle them into like, go to bed because it was 7 p.m. These kids were tiny. <laughs> so they, like, were put into their PJs and put to sleep. Madeline specifically was wearing a short sleeve pink and white pajama set with Eeyore on them. And Aww. she also had a little blanket and stuffed animal, which was a cat, by the way. My stuffed animal was a cat. Which she slept with. Same with mine! Izzy and I still sleep with stuffed animals. Judge if you want. That. Don't judge if you want. You know, hot girls sleep with stuffed animals. And I stand by that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so she had, like, a little stuffed animal, and I just, like, that's so sad. <laughs> that's so sad for some reason, for, like, no reason whatsoever. I, I don't know. Because well, the stuffed animal was probably left behind when she yeah. disappeared. That, that oh just made me God. really sad. And At least it wasn't a pet. A pet would have made me, like, yeah, cry. Yeah, it would have made it so much worse. That's always so sad when people go missing and their, like, pets are found. That happened with, like, Johnny like, Gosh, remember? Yeah. He took the dog with him, and the dog wandered her way back home. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, let me just talk about this. Okay, so by 9.30, the parents, the Tapas 7, were going to eat at the Ocean Club's Ocean Air Tapas Restaurant. And you might think 9.30 p.m., that's kind of late. But in, like, Spain and, like, Portugal and that yeah, area, they, they tend eat to late. eat really late. So that's when their, like, reservation was. And they specifically ate there. They had eaten there, like, every night of the trip also. That's kind of weird. Because it was really close to the apartment that they were staying in. So, like, so close, in fact, that the family and friends were sitting at the restaurant and they could see the apartment and the patio from the restaurant. Oh, that's good, at least, because there's all yeah. those kids in there. Exactly. And I will say, their kids were left in the apartments. 
So, like, they had all of their kids, like, asleep there, and they did it on purpose so they could go, like, check on them. Like, I'm surprised they didn't get, like, a like a rent-a-babysitter. I think they have those in resorts. They you can, do. You can, like, hire, like, someone who works for the place and I just remember that from the Adam Sandler movie when they had, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm kind of shocked they didn't do that, especially since the kids were so young. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and, I mean, they could see the patio door, like, they could not see the patio door specifically, which were, like, supposed to be locked from the inside, but they, McCann specifically, had left the door unlocked with the curtains closed so that they could go into the room and check on their sleeping children, like, yeah. if they needed to, which makes sense, but that's also, like, kind sketch. of sketch. And let me, okay, this is kind of creepy, but let me mention that the group had asked the hotel staff to leave a note with the pool staff so they could reserve a table at the restaurant for the last few nights that they were there in a specific area on the patio because, so they could see their kids. And that note, like, specified that it was because they wanted to be able to see the apartment and have easy access to it since they had, like, unaccompanied asleep children. So the staff knew about... Yes. The unaccompanied kids. They knew about That's it. That's so creepy. And this note was, like, left in, like, a book, like, on a desk. So, actually, Madeline's mom, Kate, believes that the person who took her potentially saw this note. And that's why, we'll talk about this in a second, but that's why he did it the way that he did. Or they did it the way that they did to take her. That's so creepy. Yeah. So, the parents actually went and checked on the children every half hour to make sure that they were, like, sleeping soundly and that everything was okay. And by the second check-in, Madeline's dad had realized that the door that he had previously left, like, cracked was now fully open. Like, to the point where it looked like someone had, like, opened it so violently that it, like, slammed against the oh wall. Oh, my God. And, um, like, he, that was kind of weird, but he was like, it's fine. I, like, maybe he, like, didn't think much of it. And at 9.15 p.m., one of the top of seven named Jane Tanner actually left the restaurant to go and check on her kids. And when she, like, and that's when she had a sighting uh, that was, like, not really important to her at the time, but it was important to the early investigation. And I'm mentioning it now because of the timeline. But basically, she saw a man carrying a sleeping child who was a little girl in pink, pink pajamas, alike to oh. the ones that Madeline was wearing. Oh. Which is weird. weird. But like she said, she didn't think much of it. It was just like a pink pajamas. They yes, were common. Exactly. So yeah, that's kind of weird. She didn't mention it to anyone until later when the investigation happened. Well, it didn't seem like it didn't a big seem deal like at much. The time. Yeah, exactly. And after the second check-in on the children, Kate went to go look around and to just like go on her own at like 10 p.m. So when she entered the apartment, she saw that the children's door was wide open like it was in the second Mm -hmm. check. But when she went to look at the kids, she saw that the window was wide open and that Madeline was gone. Like, all that was left of her was her stuffed animal and her blanket. Okay, but here's, here's what's throwing me off, right? Had she already been gone since the dad saw the door wide open? Or like, exactly, we don't know. Well, why didn't he... That's like a weird... And then they had that sighting, too. Like, he didn't go and check in the room. Yeah. Like, you don't... You literally don't know. That's weird. And what I was saying earlier about, like, why it's important that the note... Like, maybe that had a thing to do with it. Is because they had, like, a view of the patio, but not necessarily the patio doors. And maybe that's why he took her out through the window... Because he knew that they wouldn't be able to see from there. You know what I mean? Because oh, he knew that they would have a view, but, like, 
so he was careful to go through the uh-huh. window and not like the door again with a child. Yeah. So yeah. And she, Kate then ran back to the restaurant screaming, Madeline's gone, someone's taken her. Which is just like so gut-wrenching. And by 10.30, the family had actually gone to the front desk and had gotten them to call the police. And they started the missing protocol, like missing person protocol at the resort, which basically means they like shut everything down and everyone is alerted of it. So like once the police got there, the police, the staff, the guests searched the premises until 4.30 a.m. the next morning, oh my God. and they found absolutely nothing. Like, oh my God. nothing. So, yeah. Kind of crazy. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about the theories now, and I think we're just going to kind of go in order of how, like, the police investigated the theories, I guess. hmm And so, yeah, their first big suspects were actually the parents. That's kind of weird to me. I feel like... Okay, and so that's what I thought, too, because, like, the only thing that actually seems slightly strange about the parents is the dad, when he went in and saw the door open and really didn't yeah. look any further. But, like, that's, like, really it. And that could have just been, like, you know, oh, that's a regrettable mistake, you know? Exactly. But I, I almost think maybe it was because it was, like, a child's case in a post-John Bonet world. Oh, yeah, so they were immediately, like, oh. Parents, you yeah. know? Parents. Look at the parents. Yeah, and I mean, I think people always want to look at the parents in kids' cases, because, like, so rarely are they actually a stranger case. You really mm-hmm. only hear about the ones that are stranger cases. Yeah. But, um, the, they had left their kids behind, and I think that's kind of really what the police attacked. It was, like, like a character assassination, uh-huh. kind of. And they were a little bit uncooperative with the investigation, but I think it was part in part because they were dealing with a foreign country, and it was kind yeah. of, like, different police. And there's, like, two simultaneous investigations, I think, one in England and one in Portugal. So it would be confusing. It's just a lot going on. And plus, on top of that, their daughter's still missing. And they have exactly. two other kids to care for. And But they were ended up, like, later clear just because it really didn't make a lot of sense because all of these other suspects and theories that we're going to talk about. Exactly. Okay, what I'm going to talk about is a planned abduction by a stranger. And we actually talked about this, like, a little bit... Um, before during the timeline yeah basically the theory is that like a stranger had noticed madeline somewhere earlier in the day at the resort and okay and also i have to add on to this i didn't really know about this whole note thing until izzy mentioned it earlier yeah but what if it was like like you said the pool staff right well what if it was like a pool staff working at the kids club or something (gasps) so they knew they knew her yeah and then they figured out the connected the dots on like the room or it was just like a worker in general like maybe they saw it like they were going there to do something but like she was like her parents wouldn't have known to say like oh this person was paying special attention to madeline because they wouldn't have been there exactly oh my god oh my god i didn't even think about that yeah so, yeah, maybe, like, they decided that they wanted to kidnap her, whether this was someone who worked on the resort or someone who's just totally random. Yeah. And that night, they observed how frequently someone was checking in on the kids. So they might have paid close attention to the time intervals. So like that you they said, could, like, like, I think they're going in every half hour or so. Yeah. Like, if they pay attention, that they know exactly when to go get her. Exactly. And, I mean, this would also potentially be in connection to the man seen leaving with the child throwing a temper tantrum, like, later that night. Yeah. So, like, there are a lot of things that just make sense, like, especially the note and the fact that Kate, who is Madeline's mom, is like, you guys need to look into that, Mm because that's weird. Like, I didn't even, but that totally makes sense why they would go through the window and not Uh the door. And, like, know just specific things. Exactly, because they've been paying close freaking attention because they were creeps. Ugh. Okay. 
So that one, honestly, I think that one's pretty probable. It is pretty probable. Now that I think about that, that one seems pretty probable. The next one I'm going to talk about is a failed burglary by a stranger. So maybe, like, a stranger wanted to rob the room. Maybe because they saw, like, how many people were staying there and that they were, like, foreigners and that they would probably have a lot of valuables, like, Mm -hmm. at least some cash, you know what I mean? Yeah. And when they saw them leave and figured, like, that the room was empty, they went in and they woke up Madeline and decided to take her to cover their tracks. Yeah, so, like, maybe, like, her little siblings were still asleep, but, like, maybe this guy broke in and... Mm -hmm. Like, woke up the kid, and he's like, oh, fuck, what do I do? Yeah, what do I do? And took her. Yeah. And I actually don't know, do you know if anything from the room was taken? I don't think so, actually. That's why I think it's unlikely. Yeah, but, it seems you know, unlikely. It seems like a nice theory, but, like, I don't think anything was really taken. We gotta mention it, because it's a potential. Yeah, the only thing that was taken like, was Madeline. Exactly. And you don't have, you don't see any times, like, any showings of, like, struggle. Yeah. So, I think that one's a little bit... Not likely. Yeah. Okay, so our next theory is the she wandered off theory. Ooh. So I actually was thinking a little bit more onto this one. So Madeline, the theory is Madeline got up in the middle of the night. There were no adults in the room. Well, not really the middle of the night, but you know, like late. It was the middle of the night for her. Yeah. There were no adults in the room, so she left to go find her parents, and she just wandered off into the resort, and someone could have taken her from there, mm-hmm. which also would change like the whole timeline and crime scene, which could mess up the whole investigation. Yeah. And I just, it made me think. You had mentioned how the dad had seen the door was wide open, right? Yeah. What if Madeline left through that door on her own, and that's why it was wide open, and because the kids don't think to close doors behind them. No, they don't. Yeah, so she walks out on her own, right? Leaves the door open. Mm -hmm. Maybe someone literally came in there later to, like, rob the place and came through the window because it was some member of the staff who saw the note. But then when they got in there, they realized there really wasn't much worth taking. So there's, like, two... What if there's two simultaneous, like, things happening here? So Madeline leaves on her own, and then, like, also this staff person comes in to, like, steal stuff from them. And then he comes through the window, she leaves through the door. Totally different things. Oh, my God. And they so, just, like, totally, like, miss each other. Yeah, exactly. So basically, at, like, nine... I don't know, whatever time the dad came in, mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure, I don't remember the time, but whatever time he came in, he'd probably just missed Madeline, she went off into the resort, maybe someone took her from there, that changed the whole crime, but then, at some point between when the dad leaves and the mom comes, the window is opened, because the staff comes to steal something, but then they realize that there's nothing really even in there. So it's like three crimes in one, basically. Basically, yeah. But then also, like if you think about it, like the patio door could... I, could they see the patio door from the restaurant? Uh, from what I've seen in, like, my research, they could, like... Kind of see kind it? Kind of see it. Because they that's the thing, the patio thinking, and not really the patio because door. Because what I was thinking was, she's tiny, right? She's a little three-year-old. So they couldn't they see They really her. probably couldn't see her if they only had a partial view of it. Oh, my God. So, like, I just really thought on this. And, like, everyone thinks she was just abducted by a stranger. But honestly... What if she wandered off? I mean, when I was, like, three, off? And I, I mean, was curious. Yeah, and... It's possible she was actually abducted by a stranger, like, somewhere in the resort. Yeah. But that also opens up the whole crime scene. Exactly. It's a lot more probable. It makes it she more was, messy. It was a, it's a lot more probable that she was walking around the resort, like, when it was dark outside and someone snatched her from there, then someone broke into her room, took her and not her siblings. And she was honestly probably, like, looking around for her parents. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, like, when she didn't know little, where to go. No, she didn't. Like, the most vivid memory I have of my childhood is my mom going to, like, a farmer's market, and I literally knew that she was there. She, like, left me in the car because it was, like, raining or something, mm-hmm. and I was, like, three, 
and I freaked out and I was like, I don't know where my mom is. And I literally got some random ass lady to go with me to go find my oh mom. Oh my God. <laughs> no, literally, but like, that's totally, I feel like that's totally probable. Yeah. I never thought about that. I think it's probable. Okay, so this other little theory is this whole connection to these sexual assaults that were occurring at different resorts like in Portugal. So there was a short investigation done into a group of these sexual assaults in the area, and they were all between 2004 and 2010. Mm-hmm. And some of them even occurred, like, specifically in that city that they were staying in and at that resort that they were Ooh, staying at. okay. However, all the girls were white and blonde and in between the ages of 7 and 10, which would make Madeline, like, a lot younger, but, like, also she was white and blonde. Yeah. The man would break into their rooms and, like, in their vacation homes and assault them. But I really do think this theory is unlikely just because he never took his victims. Yeah. And Madeline was clearly taken. That's the whole crime. Exactly. And Madeline was also just much younger, like I just said. It doesn't make sense for the MO, I feel like. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't match. It doesn't match other than the fact that she was, like, white and blonde. Uh Uh-huh. And then also I feel like usually in, like, um, rapists, I feel like they... Their crimes, like, accelerate, right? They get worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. But this is kind of reverse. Yeah. If that is the case. But, like, yeah, you're right. It doesn't seem that. It just, I don't, he, he never took his victims, whoever this guy is. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do, talk about, a little bit about Operation Grange. Grange? I don't really know. It's, like, a, more of an investigation kind of thing than a yeah. theory. But, basically, a Scotland Yard launched investigation with 29 detectives and even more civilians involved. And basically, this investigation looked into various European suspects, but ultimately led to, like, a ton of dead ends, a lot of wasted resources, yeah, and, like, more confusion. And, I mean, like, the guy could look sus, but you couldn't really prove much from Mm -hmm. this. Like, maybe you could be like, oh, this, um, like, sex offender was in the area at the time, yeah, but you can't prove anything. So... This overall, I just feel like it was kind of a waste of resources. Yeah. And especially since they didn't find much. It just didn't really turn out much. And, like, 29 detectives is kind of a shit ton. It is a lot. So, I don't know. I feel like that could have been kind of a waste of time. A little bit. I just think people got very invested in this case and wanted to find some way to solve it. Yeah. And I feel like if they would have found something, this would have been a different story. But, yeah. Overall, it it was a little bit anticlimactic. Yeah. So now, I'm going to talk about the German. And if you guys know about this case, you probably know about this dude. So, in June of last year, 2020 to be specifically. To be specifically? <laughs> specifically? That's such a hard word to say. To be specific? A German man was investigated for the murder of Madeleine McCann. So, you may be like, murder? But there's no body. Well, based on this dude's history with murder and sexual abuse of children, they decided that he most likely murdered her. And so the theory is that he kidnapped her from her room and potentially took her back to Germany and then killed her there. And I mean, that's kind of where the theory ends right now. There's a lot of investigations that are being done into this guy. And it actually seems like this case might be solved soon because a lot of the information that they've uncovered about but at the same this time, guy and, like, everything else. At the same time, like, as they're uncovering all of this, they're also, like, some... I don't know if it's just because we're international, maybe we're not getting the full story, but there's, mm-hmm. like, it kind of cuts off. Yeah. Like, they find out who this guy is, but not a lot about this guy, and, like, I don't... I'm not even sure, like, what his deal is, honestly. Exactly. Like, like I don't know enough. I've heard a lot about this guy, but not enough to, like, go super in-depth about him. I just know he's kind of a creep, and he was in Portugal at the time that she went uh-huh. missing. 
and we've seen this with so many other cases where guys are so or like people in general are so like batshit crazy that they'll say that they did something even if they didn't yeah do it. and i i actually don't think he confessed i think that this is probably the guy and this case will probably be solved soon mm-hmm. i just think that they have to do a lot more investigation into the thing before they make any final conclusions yeah and so, maybe we'll do a bonus episode once this is solved yeah. about this guy and go super in depth but overall we're kind of general, at a dead end right now yeah we're at a dead end and there are other theories that we're gonna go over that i feel like are just or that we have gone over that are just yeah more i honestly am starting to think she wandered off yeah, you convinced me. I mean, honestly, maybe the German guy stole her from there, but, like, I kind of think she may have wandered off. And I didn't even think about it until Izzy mentioned the thing about the door and the window being open. Yeah. Like, I didn't really think too much of it before, but it kind of makes more sense in a way. It does make it more sense. It doesn't draw, like, I can't figure out why both of them would be open. It just, I mean, like... Usually, Plus, kids don't leave, close the door behind them. I don't know why. That's such, like, a key factor for me. That is such me. a kid's thing. Like, if there was a trained, like, someone who was abducting a child, they would be smart enough to leave the door closed like it was before. Especially if they knew that the parents would be going and checking exactly. 30 minutes later. Like or I, 15 minutes later. Like, it doesn't make a lot of sense that they leave it open. That's so obvious. But kids, kids don't close the door. They don't. Like, they don't have that much forward thinking. They wouldn't be like, oh, I need to close the door for my twin sis. No, like, she wouldn't. She would have just walked out and just been like, oh, gotta go find my parents. Like, it's like one train of thought at the time, at a time. Oh, yeah. So that that's why I've, like, convinced myself. Just because of that door thing. It's a little weird. Yeah. Okay, and now I'm going to talk about one last little thing that I, I didn't really know where else to mention it, but I also thought it was weird. It's really because weird. Because I found, like, a random-ass article on it. So, this case also just gained some popularity last summer when a 14-year-old girl on TikTok claimed to be Madeline McCann. What? So, she, like, went on TikTok and basically was like, oh, all my friends said I looked like her. But then she would, like, have, like, pictures of Madeline McCann, like, from when she was younger. She'd be like, this is me as a baby. No, and she just straight (laughs) up, like, claimed to be her. Like, so I don't really know what this is, but, like, she's bad news. That seems like some sort of a crime. That has to be some sort of a crime. It should be a crime. I don't think it is, but it should be. It's, like, cyber harassment. That's horrible. Yeah, guys, um, word to to the wise, don't pretend to be missing victims. No, that's horrible for the family, it's horrible for the media, and it just makes you look like a dickhead. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, don't do that. No. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, so really, don't do not do that, but also really weird. Like, who does that? Like, imagine being like, let me just make a TikTok, and I'll go totally go viral pretending to be Madeline McCann. And the worst part is, I'm not, like, quite sure on this, but I'm pretty sure she was American. It wasn't even like she lived in Europe, which is, like, seems to be where she this Madeline... She was Madeline, American? Like, yeah, like, I think, I think so. Don't quote me on that. But, like, the whole Madeline McCann case basically stayed in the confines of Europe. Like, it kind of went all over Europe, but it yeah. didn't stay there. Like, I think this bitch was American. Oh, my fucking God. And she was just like, yeah, I was taken here. I was kidnapped. Like, shut up. Oh, my God. No, you were. Oh, my God. So, yeah, this was the disappearance and maybe murder of Madeline McCann. Tune in on June 24th when we will be covering the Slenderman murder attempt, which is totally different than what we normally do. And, you know, if you can't wait two weeks for more TGIC, subscribe to our Patreon, where we will be uploading new mini-episodes on our off weeks and even um, sometimes on extra episodes if you Mm -hmm. subscribe to our top tier. Um, Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok, which is at TGIC.podcast. Bye!